Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's podcast is sponsored by Benign Images. Benign Images is a storyteller consulting company. Through meaningful dialogue and guidance, they help storytellers of all kinds to tell the stories that they feel they have a need to tell. Whether it's through simple editor services, consulting, or helping creatives to set up an effective work habit, Benign Images will work with you to help you become a better storyteller. Start your project with them today by visiting their website, benignimages.com. That is benignimages.com. B-E-N-I-G-N images.com. Go check them out. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand, stunt me a destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam, put some respect on my name. Sick like a bang, click and I bang, y'all gonna remember the name. Y'all gonna remember the name. What's up ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. On today's episode, we have got on a musician, a music manager, and also the author of the brand new book, Staying Sane in the Music Game, a manual to improve the lives of musicians. This is Brett LaBeouf. How you doing, Brett? Great, ZB. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, this thought, as we're setting up, setting up here, I couldn't do this in the office. So my other option without disturbances, you know, without being in the lounge in the house was in my bedroom and I'm, I'm looking around this quite small uh you know it's not a great room uh, and i started feeling a little bit embarrassed and it took me on a journey of you know i'm about to move to london things are starting to move really nicely but you know it took me back to when i first moved back to i moved back to england after basically had a i guess it was a breakdown i gave up music management after about 13 years and went traveling Mm. with my ex um and found i was infertile and we kind of we split up and uh, luckily i was offered this job at diplomats sound as head of artist development i came to bristol i didn't really know anyone and i've lived in various small rooms basically Mm. to keep my overheads down and that was that was the thing is actually you know, I knew instinctively about mental health wise what one thing that I needed to do was live. I, I generally have always lived within my means, however mm-hmm. small those are. And that's very relevant for musos, you know, to just keeping overheads down. And uh, uh, and I'm glad I've done that. But, yeah, I'm good. But, I, you know, I started thinking about, oh, look at the background for this. You know, what well, I've seen people at cute little desks on, <laughs> you know, look at your nice chair, you know. Uh, this but, this is this know. is called real talk. So, you know, yeah, we, yeah. we try to so, keep things as authentic I, as possible. I, I feel like I feel like we kind of I feel like we've kind of jumped in 
jumped in at a yeah. late part of the story yeah. there. Yeah. But um, I want to hit the rewind button and uh, go back that. and uh, talk talk a little bit more I guess I just wanted to give context to that. You know, <laughs> how many times is that question met with just a vacuous answer? Mm. How are you? Well, True. actually, how I am is is this is what's going on for me. Okay, right I hear you. I, I hear just you. wanted to. So yeah, let's 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 hit the rewind. Yeah, yeah man, let's go back. So you 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 just touched on a, a whole bunch of stuff there. Like that was that sure. was a whole book you've already given us there. Right. But um, let let's take us back. So talk us through more about your journey as a as a musician, mm. as a music industry guy, up until where you are now. Um, tell us a little bit about. Brett, who you are, where you're from, what exactly it is that you yeah. do. Okay, so I grew up in a little town called Watford, um, just north of London. Grew up in a crazy abusive household. There was sexual abuse, violent abuse. Uh, you know, just uh, it, it was chaos, basically. Um, kind of up to my teenage years. Um, discovered drums at the age of 11. I'd played a bit of piano. Luckily, my family were quite musical. You know, my granddad was really into music and he'd often be tinkling the ivories. And my bro was playing piano really well. Um, and I wasn't so into the piano. I quit uh, piano after a few years and started playing drums. I just saw them, you know, I saw them when I went to the big school, if you like, mm -hmm. um, and was blown away. And I, I just buried myself in drums from the age of 11 I think that was my way of dealing with what was going on, you know, um, and went and became a pro musician. I went to college. I, I was constantly surrounded by amazing musos and my route into management was simply that I, I didn't want the session gig, you know, and, and that was going to be the route in to make, and, and I was, that's what I was doing, you know, to mm. make money. And, um, and I was teaching and function gigs and I really loved the originals bands and, and being, in a that's how i wanted to make it if i was going to make my, this my living i wanted to be in in a band um and as a drummer i didn't have so much control normally there was a lot of ego you know and and, and yeah. i wasn't really i was a peacemaker a lot of the time and then i started getting into the strategy you know when are we next rehearsing how are we going to get some gigs you know all the really basic grassroots stuff and then eventually coming to set up a label to get a single out actually never happened because the band broke up before the single came out. All oh, right. Um, but, but that was my route in and I was very, very fortunate that a, a pal of mine, who's a music lawyer, uh, he was a bass player and had got tendonitis. He confronted me about my knowledge. He was worried that I was getting deep in. I'd set up a company and, and he said, just said, I don't think you know what you're doing. And I, I was like, you're right. And he actually joined me for about five years and trained me in everything, which was a, a massive blessing. Mm. And then I went on for another, what, um, eight, nine years before I just burnt out. And and one of the fundamentals of this, uh, I took time out and then I've come back to do artist development. I wrote the book. But one of the fundamentals of the burnout, I think, was I'd hidden all all, all of my personal story all of my life mm. and it wasn't until my my ex-wife called, called me out on it you know and and just said look I think you've got stuff that you've never really spoken about and tried to explain the impact of that and then she set me on a journey which took in 
a year and a half of psychotherapy and then went from there loads of personal development courses mm -hmm. you know there's so much out there now if we go looking for it we're, we're we're in an amazing time where people are um being encouraged to to use processes to to, to help us so yeah so that that's kind of got me to this place it got me to writing the book but i was blown away by the impact that i realized that that had actually on all areas of my life but the other thing was is that one of the one of the processes i went on was a vipassana um a meditation course like 10 day silent meditation retreat okay and i went to the zone that i'd been to on stage practicing uh you know some people get to that zone doing the gardening you might get to that zone in the in the gym you know wh whatever you're doing we and and i never realized until that moment that the zone i call it the zone is accessible without either playing drums or doing drugs oh i could have told you that a long time ago yeah well <laughs> but but actually then yeah. i started realizing that musicians weren't aware of that like mm. hey guys you know that place we go to on stage i can show you quite a few other ways to get there yep we weren't talking no one was talking about that and and actually it's an altered state right and it's like well what are the obvious other altered states so we just go for them yeah sure and so that was the actual uh beginnings of the book so that's the foundations of the book and then there's loads of other stuff about how we communicate how do we work within teams within bands how do we make decisions because it doesn't need to be majority rule decision making lots and lots of other stuff but that was kind of the cushion into it the the, the uh, springboard into it i got you so what was it that prompted you to make the book i've actually got a copy of it right here staying sane in the music right. game was it your own personal experience and journey was it what you were seeing from other artists that you were working with or managing or i guess potentially just a combination of of everything what was it that made you think okay you know what i need to sit down and write this book and yeah. put my story out there and help other people well i guess it's a combo of everything i've told you i thought it was a unique experience it wasn't conscious basically i woke up one night i actually originally thought of the type what what happened is i woke up one night with mindful mindfulness for musicians but like that that hit me and mm. i i jumped out of bed and i mind mapped out seven chapters like immediately yeah. it was like this it was pretty cosmic man i mean it was just like you know sometimes just feel like you know consciousness is around us it just went boom like that and i was like ah oh, ah i've got to do this yeah i didn't think yeah obviously i thought okay mindfulness for musicians like like bringing that in something that i hadn't seen around basically i've been around musos for 20 years yeah so i realized that was lacking um and then as it was developing i realized that there was so many there's patterns of behavior that come up all the time the 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 same things that we we would see um my mistakes you know what stories of how things happen and how they could have been different but they're much more structured realizing that actually that one of the other fundamentals of the book is is 
the idea that I realized that we, we have to impose structure on ourselves. We've actually been chasing this dream of getting out the rat race and being free. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we, all we need to do is do music. Then you realize that if you want to make money out of your music, then you're, you're actually in business. Mm-hmm. And then you need structure. If you don't impose structure on yourself, then you get lost really. And, Again, you know, these are all things. So it, it ends up being a manual of every aspect. Gotcha. And I used my journey as a, as a model because I don't think it's that different. The, the, the only things I brought in were the personal development side, which I've been very, very deep into for the last, say, eight years. Mm-hmm. And my messed up childhood and then and then talking about this kind of um joining the dots and of of my journey and trying to make sense and build awareness around it and then i could bring in other other things like um shadow work from Carl jung and mm-hmm. things that i've learned on that personal development journey which which go far and wide and things i've learned on the music journey and it's kind of like de- deconstructing it all and then putting it all back together and saying well how could all of this have been better all of it and i think because i know artists i know i'm speaking to them as i would speak to artists as i would be expected uh to be spoken to as an artist i get you so i mean it's really interesting i mean because obviously you know i'm me being i'm a full-time professional musician myself i mean out of all the career paths that i'm aware of i think that music in itself has the highest probably the highest rate of mental health issues and anxiety and depression and all that kind of stuff i'm very blessed and fortunate in that personally i'm pretty immune to all that partially due to my personality type but also partially due to my my upbringing really to be honest so that's something that's always intrigued me i understand why it's the case because i know that that personality I, i actually have a very weird personality type for a musician like my personality is more like a like a pilot or a surgeon or something like that. Yeah. If I, if I were to do a yeah. test of like what your occupation should be, um, it's probably, it'll, it'll land in something more, more like that. But I know with wow. um, musician and creative personalities, whether that's artists, actors, painters, anything like that, they tend to be, um, I don't know how familiar you are with like the big five personality model. They tend to be very high in uh, openness and also very high in neuroticism. Yes. High, high neuroticism is obviously linked to depression, anxiety, high highs and very low lows. Yes, exactly. So then, of course, you've got the fact that, you know, financially, it's a very, very, very up and down financially and unpredictable. In terms of work, it can be very unpredictable. You can be doing early mornings, late nights, exactly. lots of traveling, lots of exactly. meeting other people. And then again, I've never touched a drug. I don't even drink. I'm very straight edge in that regard, which I'm grateful for because I think I probably would have gone off uh, <laughs> some deep end if I weren't. But um, you know, you couple that kind of personality and that kind of industry, and then on top of it, you add the alcohol and the drugs and all that kind of stuff, and it is a bit of a recipe for a disaster. You know, I mean, there's certain artists that you look at either past or present, and you're kind of like, this is a very uh, just like a bit of a dangerous situation. It's like if if there's no intervention here yeah yeah and uh, and also you work out a lot as well absolutely you, and you have done for a long time right yep i've been ra- i've been training longer than i've been rapping yeah man i mean you know for that so so 
just that i would say i I always say like you always need something to ground you so for me i've got really into what i call zone technique which is you know it's essentially meditation but i explain that work what i explain how to get to the zone without Mm. your instrument basically and musicians will understand it when they when they touch that but it's the altered states thing um without it having a so so if i if i sit for 20 minutes or half an hour i'm only going to feel better afterwards you know if you go to the the gym for for an hour you know you're only going to feel better but then we go for the other altered states where they have the impact for Mm. maybe for days or, or or if you're in a cycle then you know who knows what and I think that also what like what you were saying I re- resonated I think a lot of musicians haven't had a happy childhood yeah it all starts with that you know it all does. of our all of our problems basically come from us not understanding defense mechanisms that we've built up as a child because we felt that we needed them in order to survive and never unpicked our behavioural patterns from that time. And I think that often when I see musicians that are unhappy, that that's generally what, what's going on. And then add on top of that unhealthy living, yep. all the pressures, the ego issues, boom, you know, then you've got, then you've, then you've got the disastrous situation. Yeah, for real. I mean, it's one reason why, I mean, there's, thousands of reasons why I love the gym and training, Yeah, but whether someone's a, a musician, a creative or not, just anybody, it's why it's one of those things I reckon, I always recommend to people just as like a, what I'd kind of call like a keystone habit. I yeah. mean, you, you were talking about having a routine, having structure, and it's one of those right. things that what, what I always make sure of, no matter how much I'm traveling, no matter how busy or what, it, like I always make sure that yeah. doesn't, that doesn't change. Like That's I will it. go to the gym because if, if I let that piece go, yeah, then it's weird. I can almost fo- like correlate my life with how well the gym yeah. and my training is going yeah. and my diet and everything yeah. else. It's like, if that piece slips, then I don't know by what effect it's, I don't it's know if it's grounder. psychological. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. that, that one thing. And when I'm in there, it's like it's the time that I don't think about anything else. Like if I'm lying yeah. in bed, if I'm sitting here, I'm constantly thinking of whether it's creative stuff or it's business ideas mm. or it's worrying about something. But that's the one place where I don't think about all I'm thinking of is lifting the weight, getting yeah. the training done. So that sort of hour, hour and a half, it's just like everything else goes quiet. I get well, in that, that zone. That's, that's, that's the zone, right? So yeah. the, the, what you're talking about is the zone. And, and, and this is, some again, something that the reason why I don't use the word meditation, because no one ever explained this to me in simple terms. Why do we reach that zone? Because we're concentrating on one thing only mm. without trying to change it, without judgment, without focusing on the outcome. So we're completely in that moment. And that's why our subconscious flow happens when we're playing on stage and everything's going great because mm. we're in that zone where when the conscious mind is completely shut off, basically it's closed and we've trained ourselves for so long to get there. Mm. You know, you've been doing it with gym and music, but that's, that's, that's the, you need to go to that place I think musicians, we need to go to that place, yeah, yeah, as much as possible whilst doing other stuff uh, for free yeah. without 
um, you know, the impact that, that drink or drugs bring us. And I think that your 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 one your one is is that, but also the the knock on effects of exercise, man. Is oh yeah, it's not just that you're going to the zone, you're you're doing stuff to your body that is going to have you know the, the 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 stuff that's going on in your brain, you know, and the chemicals that are being released there. Mm-hmm. Exercise and diet is the best well, medicine. They're, they're uh, honestly, honestly, and they're honestly. probably the, the things that musicians do the worst. Seriously, right? yeah, yeah. Seriously, like when, whenever someone is, I don't know if this is uh, politically correct or not, but whenever you know, I'm I'm hearing people talking about like depression or anxiety yeah. and certain mental health issues and stuff. I always yeah. think my first thought is always, "Have you, you fixed exercise? your? Have you exercised? Yes. And is your yeah. diet on point?" Yeah. That's that's always my yeah. first thing because yeah, yeah. people jump straight to people jump straight to a lot of other things and even yeah. sometimes drugs or prescription medicine or whatever. I haven't done any studies, so this is unscientific. But I think for a very significant percentage of people, I think if you got those, if they got those two things on point, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be a you know, like some professional athlete or something, but just, you know, are you exercising four or five times a week? And is your diet generally at least 80% is 80% of what you're feeding yourself good and nutritious? Actual food. Yeah. Yeah. And and, (laughs) not not like chemical names. Exactly. And for almost everyone, the answer is no. And it's like, well, why not get those two things sorted? And then if you still, and then I was like, and then if you still, if there's like still an issue, then I think that's kind of the time to go to the next level, but I think yeah. that people overlook that for whatever reason. I guess it's the same like when I'm talking about the zone technique, meditation stuff. You know, it's that word exercise, and it's mm. like, do you exercise? And people think, well, how's that? How's that going to make a difference? <laughs> you know, and yeah. and and I've been there, man. That's why I know because that's the strength of this book is that I've been to all over the edges. You know, mm. I've dropped over all the edges. I, I know. I know where the pitfalls are. I know how it feels to to think how the hell how is that going to change my life? You know what? Go, going for a run? What are you talking yeah. about? Like, how is that? You know, and and actually, it, often these things as well they take some some time. You know, you you might you might feel worse the first for, time for a few days. Yeah, for the first few days that you exercise, it's like when you change anything. You know, if you if you were coming off a drug, you're gonna feel bad for like however long that drug coming off that drug makes you feel bad for, mm. until then one day after maybe a few weeks, you're like, wow, this is really making a difference. So you have to think like that, don't you? That that people expect expect this sort of instant gratification. Okay, well, I'll try this run thing then, you know, and expect that they're going to feel like once mega. Ha- so that that is an emphasis, isn't it? That we yeah. we we have to. I feel responsibility to try and communicate as authentically as possible, without the sort of preaching and you know that that I've got it all sorted. Understanding, I totally get that when you're sitting in bed with your curtains shut and you've been on a bender and everything's dark, you know, that, that going for a run or, or, or trying to, you know, learn how to meditate is not, all of this is so much easier said than actually in, and it's integration, isn't it? So you can become really aware of something. Mm -hmm. So then I start saying, 
you know, if I fall out of a practice, well, I've got a few practices that ground me. If I fall out of a practice, I will become aware of it and then I will set myself a plan that is really realistic. So it's not like I'm really bad at change. I'm very bad at transition. Uh, my mum would, I'd be playing Lego and my mum would be like, right, swimming. Mm. And I'd be like, but Lego, no swimming. <laughs> and that's great that she wants me to go. So, you know, but that actually is that kind of stuff that happened when I was young. That, that And that that's not, a, yeah, it's not abuse. You know, that's no, no, my no. mum being really sound. But these are the, these are the other things that happen just in your childhood, which, you know, that give you stuff that you have to work out. Why, why is that? And that's my stuff. And so, I have to think, right, okay, let's think. I haven't been to the gym for a couple of months. Let's say, okay, well, look, you know, it's uh, it's Wednesday now. Let's build up to it. I start getting my diet better between now and Sunday. Let's mm -hmm. say, like, Mondays are always dodgy. Let's say Tuesday I'm going to start, you know, but all, yeah. also being really realistic about how you are as a person and what's actually what you're going to nail because – they have to be realistic goals because we want to nail them. Right. And yeah. that feels really good. So yeah, I'm glad we sort of explored that because that's also, you know, the vibe of the book is very much like, well, you find this is all suggested. You find what works for you, but use the, these conversations and this mm -hmm. book as a springboard in, in, into that. Yeah. Well, I think con conversation is always important. I mean, conversation is important for a lot of reasons, but one thing that I've really become hyper aware of in the last couple of years is that once you've done something for a long time, it's easy to forget the journey you went on to get there. Yeah. So I'm sure you get this, right? As someone who's been in the music world for 20 years, I'm sure you get questions from aspiring drummers or managers or artists or whatever, you know, with all these questions. And some of them are things which to you might even seem quite obvious. Right. Someone might be like, OK, how do I do how, how do I book a gig? Mm. How do I do? You know, and, and to you, the answer is kind of like, well, you know, you just you know, it's, it's very obvious. Right. And and I, I get the same sometimes. And sometimes it's like like you said about not wanting to be preachy or try to come across like, you know, everything. But I real I've realized that there's a lot of stuff that I've learned. There's plenty of experience I've gained. There's a lot of knowledge I have the way my mindset works, which is actually quite rare, I guess, certainly in the combination of mm. doing things. So even that's why, I mean, uh, I mean, I, I wrote and released my own book a yes. couple of weeks ago, my fitness book. Yeah. And it's like, I've been training for 16 years. And a lot of the stuff in there is stuff that I almost forgot that I had to learn it. You What's see what it I mean? Called? So uh, it's called Strong Advice. Strong Zuby's, Advice by yeah, Zuby. Zuby's what? Guide to Fitness for Everybody. Okay. Yeah. So mindset, fitness, nutrition, yeah. you know, breaking right. it all down and very yeah. Plain, simple, easy to understand yeah. ways, whether someone's a beginner and intermediate, you want to improve your physique, you want to get stronger, you want to get fitter. This is what you need to know. This if this, this is what you need to know about eating. This is what you need to know yeah, about training. Yeah. These are the basic principles. Like forget all the super, you know, if I wanted to get super complicated and technical, I could, but there's no need to, right? Yeah. Just understand this. This will give you 98%. You can worry about the other 2% when you're already you know, <laughs> once yeah. you're ready to step on a yeah. bodybuilding stage, then you can worry about the other 2%. But until then, most people don't don't need to know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
um, and people get bogged down in the nonsense. So I think these these conversations are really important because you know you just get different people's perspective. There might be something that you say, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I've never thought of it that way. There might be something I say, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, that's a you know, that's something I can incorporate. That's something I can integrate. And the more people you talk to and people have different backgrounds and different experiences and different personalities. Yeah. So I everyone, everyone's going to come with something really, different. Really strong then actually about the, it's sort of what, what, what I was hearing was the more you know something, the more sort of esoteric knowledge you gain about that thing. Hmm. And actually I think my mission has always been to translate things into simple language so that book is is really simple to read yeah um it's really uh, taking the technical aspects of anything that i'm trying to teach in there and breaking it down to the simplest ways of understanding it using metaphor or stories or or situations that we're very familiar with and actually i feel like that's always been my mission is to make it really really easy to understand and and you're right you know the better people get at things the the less they're normally able to do that mm. because they know too much almost exactly um, yeah. and it's understanding and and I, I guess part of that is it's almost a gratitude gratitude crossed with an understanding of who i was when i've started this thing and 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 almost communicating to myself at that point um yeah telling your old self what you wish you knew at the time yes yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. i think that's kind of yeah i think that's actually what was going on in the book and it was very very uh it was for me that was kind of my final big process there's lots of processes still need to be done but uh, or are being done but but that that sort of these huge epiphany of wake up call things that was kind of writing the book was a big process for me. Yeah. yeah. As, as, a, as a closure exercise, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and in terms of helping other people, I mean, my North star, my goal in life is to have a positive impact on 10 million people. That's my long-term on 10 life. Million. 10 million. Yeah. That's my long-term lifetime goal. That's why I do my music. So I do my podcast. That's why I'm going to write books. That's why I'm going to do more public speaking. Everything okay. I want, everything I do, I'm like, all right, I want that's to impact. <laughs> yeah, I want to impact 10 million people. Okay. And so that's what drives me in everything. So I'm like any okay. any abilities that I have, yeah, I want to put out there. So Can I just oh. can I just do you mind if I interject there? No, go for it. Cuz I tell you what it strikes me it's really interesting and I, I love your goal and I think it's a very valid goal. I also um worry for musicians nowadays that that they think like that um only <laughs> only because only because and i think it's very much of our time that because of the internet there is an idea of big impact thinking mm -hmm. and musicians get this a lot when they're not doing that you know when they're playing in clubs to 50 to 100 people and they're thinking about the 10 well, that's million a, that's a that's 100 more yeah absolutely but <laughs> but but also just about the impact on on family and friends and mm. our close the, the 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 issue with that right you're in a great state mentally so you can start thinking about the 10 million and then you'll be thinking well there's another hundred and there's another thousand and and, that, and that's great because you'll be celebrating so i can see that you 
personally don't have an issue with this thing but <laughs> but i see a pattern that has that comes up a lot and it's very worrying for me which is the you know when 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 someone's not in a great place in themselves we we can get into patterns of either self-hating and blaming ourselves or blaming others mm. and 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 looking outside at all the problems in the world and all that that kind of thing so i've seen two routes with this one is going down this route of um sort of becoming very politically active and and wanting to fix the world even though inside as a person there's lots of issues that are not fixed and it's mm -hmm. sort of very unintegrated person going on yeah. or feeling absolutely useless because they're not impacting 10 million people yet okay and and so it's it's a i'm always talking about celebrating the small wins oh yeah looking in at the tiny thing which is obviously what you've already done in order to get to where you are right now mm. and you're looking ahead and that i think it's healthy to have that goal it, it's also to not forget our impact on on a smile yeah, yeah. to someone in the street and a hello how are you to a neighbor and a just looking outside of our heads at one other person and impacting one other person that day mm. and and so i just wanted to balance what you were saying yeah that no that's, that's it, it, it's a thing that comes up yeah it? no that's that's fine i mean i'm uh i know i know i will do it so yeah i love you <laughs> that, yeah and, and it won't all be just purely through music. That's why I've, sure. I've started to branch out into other things because I know there's a particular could hit 10 million people just through music that that's potentially possible. But I know in terms of my interests and ideas and abilities, it goes beyond that. You know, I know I can do public speaking. I know I yeah. can do business stuff. I know I can do this podcast. Um, this podcast is going to go onto the radio soon. So I know I can, you know, yeah. there's, there's all these different things. So it actually used to be 1 million. But then um, I read a book called The 10X Rule, and it said any big goals you have, you, you need to add a zero onto them. So I thought, okay, it's no longer 1 million, it's 10 million. And, and to be okay. honest, one, 1 million no longer seems, um, it no longer seems far away enough for me, right? Like at the stage it's, it's out now, it's like, okay, cool. Like I've certainly, well, I know I've, I know I've already reached millions of people in some way. I mean, I know I'm followed by well over 100,000 people. So in terms of that, I'm like, okay, cool. 10 million is like a hundred times that. So yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I like to, I, I need my goal to be high enough for it to like, uh, otherwise it doesn't, otherwise it doesn't how drive do me. You, how do you, um, how do you see the baby steps involved in that then? Oh, how man. do you contextualize? So let's just say, yeah. you, you know, we're, we're going for the 10 million. Yep. So what, what's your goal today? You know, how have you broken that down? Um, okay. As in, some people you see what again related to what i said that some people that would cause inertia mm, in some people yeah, whereas you. for you you're you're no, buzzing that drive, about that drives me that, that, that drives me that's that literally gets me so out of bed every morning see, i want to see your process with the baby steps in that okay thing. well the the baby steps have been like i said i mean i've been um so i've been making music since i mean i don't know how much you know about my music itself i've put out my first album in 2006 when i was in university Right. So independently without a record label so far, you know, I mean, I've released five albums and three EPs sold over 25,000 albums, hundred percent independently. Yeah. No, right. no, anything, uh, performed in eight different countries, 4 million views online and 
got 120,000 followers on social media now. I've built a lot of those connections one at a time. So most of my top fans, I've literally met them. I know their names. They know me. If I go to to different cities in the UK, people will come and see me. So I'm very, although my goal is numeric, I look at each individual relationship. I'm very aware that I'm always talking to a person. Like right now, yeah. I'm t- I'm talking I'm talking to you. Yeah. I'm talking to Brett. My focus yeah. is on Brett. We're having yeah. this conversation. I'm yeah. not like I'm not there thinking of, oh no, I'd it's rather like, be on out on some podium yeah. talking to. It's like no, like each conversation, whether it's an hour or two hours or or two or thirty seconds. Ten. When I say ten million people, mm. that's like ten million individual relationships to me. Does mm. that make sense? It's not mm. just like a vanity number. It's like no, I want to have a yeah. you know, I might not know all those people personally. But either, which is no, no, no. To me, yeah. that's that's my that's a lifetime that, goal. That's, that, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, that's a lifetime goal. That's not. So what I'm hearing from you is, although you've got this big goal mm. up there, you're kind of day to day. You're not going ten million, ten million, ten million. No, you're going. No, no. You're you're looking at the like you said. You're talking about in the moment building proper relationships exactly so that that's that's why i asked you about that because it's really important that you're actually once you've got that big goal in mind you kind of you're not really thinking of that all the time you're more thinking about just getting on and building these relationships and getting yourself out there in various ways so yeah yeah, okay and and it's and it's also thinking about the sort of ripple effect as well Mm. so I don't know. Take, for example, this book you've written. So you may have written it in some part to document your own story and for it to be a little bit cathartic in a way. Mm. That's but, how it started. But, yeah, I guess. yeah, exactly. But then over the over the years, over the next decades, mm. who knows how many I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know how many artists or other people in music or even people outside music will read this book. And I mean, I'm sure for some of them, it'll have a life changing, mm. you know, a, a life, a life changing effect. Just like, I, you know, I've, I've had people message me and say, you know what, this song of yours or mm. this thing you said online or whatever, it impacted me in such a way that, mm. you know, whatever. I've had people who have messaged me saying, like, mm. I started going to the gym because of you. And now mm. I've lost, I've lost 50 pounds or mm. I've, or mm. I've done this or I've achieved that. And that's like, wow. And that, and that was very passive. That wasn't me even going out of my way to reach that specific person. Yeah. But sometimes you just say something or you hear, a, I mean, it's happened with me. I've heard certain song lyrics or something, you know, yeah. you might have, you might have a song lyric that you just heard and you were just like, oh, that's profound. Like that, that little thing, that little word or that little quote or whatever from this person way, way, way over there that has impacted my life more than, you know, it's all ripple effects, right? If, if you become a better person, that impacts all those people around you. If I become yeah. a better person, it impacts people around me. And then I can do more and you can do more. And if we were all to, um, it's a little bit like the, uh, I've heard uh, Jordan Peterson talk about this a lot. It's a little bit like if everyone were to reach their own potential and go on their own self-development mm. journey, if, ev- mm. like, if you imagine if everybody did that, if mm. everybody did that, yeah, yeah. then how far Amazing. would we be as a society? How great would more it... headspace for everyone else? You know? Yeah, exactly. More, you know, and if you're and if you're feeling good, you treat other passion. people, but you treat yeah. other people better. Yeah, and then they treat you know it's yeah. 
it's impossible to know how far the knock-on effects go, but I think it's uh, I think it's very exponential. Yeah, and I think another part of this book was basically there's no there's no uh, this is specific to musicians and music industry pros, and there isn't any specific self development focused book out there mm. for for musos at the, at the moment. So that was that was once I'd written it, it was actually looking and going. Actually, this is pretty original. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of you know, and it is a self help kind of book but it it, is it's actually acknowledging the specific struggles in in our in our industry in our lives that that come up because we're in music so it 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 brings all that in as well but yeah and 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 actually i did it not knowing what the outcome would, would be and and it was only until uh, my girlfriend's a clinical psychologist you know she, okay. she read it and and she said brett this is great you're actually using the, the the tools that you've developed to get yourself to where you are are actually deep psychological principles that mm. that that you've just said without you know you've given these tools and practices without naming them as that but they're there and um it comes from experience so it wasn't until she'd read it that i was like okay this so it needs to go out there you yeah know? otherwise maybe i would have kept it to yourself a bit yeah more. exactly yeah just for family well, yeah well i think if you make something that you know helps people and has value then it's almost your ethical duty to promote right. it right it's right. like so when this I- is the responsibility side it's like yeah what, yeah you know instead of coming in with this kind of oh, you know, I really want people to like what I do or whatever it is. You know, actually, like what you've just hit on is another thing that I, I talk about. It's it's the responsibility of your duty in society. So I now actually, you know, I'm not that into this, like talking about my book and my <laughs> ideas and I'm finding this hard. Like I'm doing a lot of these podcasts at the moment and I'm finding it like, I'm not thinking great. Another podcast <laughs> for me. Yeah. Brett yeah. LaBeouf, you know, I'm thinking, okay, it's been a struggle to get to this point where I even can frame what I'm talking about. You know, sure. the point is, is I now think that it is my responsibility to get this stuff out there. And, and, and actually if musicians started thinking more about, their responsibility to society to bring their gift to society exactly rather than i want people to like me mm-hmm. what effect well you're obviously there because you brought this up you know what effect does that what positive effect does that have thinking well i've got to do this yeah. rather than the other way which is kind of victim and it's almost like um giving rather than getting right yeah, like rather than is, what what is. can i get what yeah. can i get what can i get it's like no what, what, can, what can i give yeah what can i give yeah, you know man. it's like you you've yeah, yeah, you've yeah. given you've given this book so you've created this now and what's great yeah. with things like books is it's it's timeless right so yeah. in 50 years time this is still this is still relevant yeah. just like we're still reading books from thousands of years ago yeah. it's like it's still relevant yeah. that was the thing that really spurred me to make my fitness book because i was like look yeah. i've got all this knowledge and experience it's it's here yeah, I, yeah, I, use, yeah, I use it for myself but i was like you no, that's, use it right, that's, that's right. selfish isn't it right how many people yeah yeah, how many yeah people great. need this knowledge and i have it and i'm just sitting there using it for myself so i was like no let me um 
let me make something and then people can you know buy it and i hope over the course of time i i hope that thousands of people you know it, it helps them so when whenever i start feeling like uh i'm i'm self promoting too much almost yeah. I almost switch it and I'm almost like it's my it's my responsibility to you. Like it's it's ethical. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ethical for me to get this out to as many people as I can because I know yeah. that it will help them. This sort of authentic backup side of that is do you truly believe in in that? Mm. You know, so I had to make that decision. Do I truly believe in this book? I've read it a lot. So do you truly believe in that song that you're about to put out? You know. Yeah. If you do, then it's your responsibility. If you don't, then you also have to come to that kind of come to terms with that and say, well, you know what? It, it was a great process for me, but I don't think the people need this right now, you know? And that's also, you know, the other side of it. But, um, yeah, once you believe in, in something truly, then 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 actually what, what does it do if you don't? get behind it and push it out there. That's going to do something to, to ourselves. Right. That's true. It's, yeah. So, so what are your, what's your goal for the book? Do you have any particular 10 goals? Million. For <laughs> <laughs> 10 million yeah. people. Why not? Oh man. I mean, you know what? Um, Probably 10 million people that do need it. I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've already got great feedback from, from quite a few musicians that have read it. I mean, I haven't had any bad feedback, whether that's just because people, you know, didn't want to say anything. What's my goal? Really, it, it, it's to provide this as a resource. Um, you know, I've made it as easy as possible. I've done an audio book as well. I've got loads of videos uh, on, on my website. I mean, it's really to start the, to encourage the conversation about all of this stuff amongst musicians. You know, that the, the idea is use this as springboard. It's one of the one of the tools that that are out there um, to help mental health in the music industry. My goal is that we take that stat down. I mean, it was that that study that was, you know, musicians are three times more likely than anyone else to suffer depression, and anxiety my goal is to be a big part of getting that stat way down you know and 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 helping musicians to live much happier lives um and and also potentially impact the creative process as well uh, positively yeah. and just to get get the word out that there is this there's a conversation going on right now and there are tools and th this is a preventative tool um and my goal is that as many musos can access it as possible and and get into it and and that it has a positive effect yeah no, that that sounds awesome man if you could give um so for someone who who hasn't read the book yet if you could give sort of three key takeaways or three pieces of advice that people can implement now if they're musicians if they're in a band whatever what would those three pieces of advice be uh, explore other altered states other than drink or drugs. So trying to get to that zone that you get to with your instrument away from your instrument, which I obviously point to uh, having an imposed structure of some point, uh, some sort, some sort of imposed structure and discipline um, daily, a daily habitual discipline other than music stuff. If you're caught in patterns that you don't like, 
and you find yourself questioning why why does my life look like this why do i always do that thing start thinking about why you developed an attribute that leads you to that place you know a pattern comes from somewhere in childhood normally um so you could explore that um i mean there's this this is a problem with the book is is to distill it down i mean those are three there's interaction within bands there's interaction with the industry there's conflict resolution decision making um as i said every aspect of your musical life i refer to how to run that um better but yeah i think those three are pretty pretty useful yeah here's a question in terms of your experience um within the music world and having someone who's interacted with tons of artists and bands do you find that um there's a difference between say solo artists and bands in terms of how how well they seem to be able to stay sane in the music game i don't know if there's any stats on this like is it tougher for bands is it tougher for solo artists what do you What's been your experience with that or just your observation? Um, I mean, this is this is the thing about the nuanced. This is why the music industry is so difficult, I think, is because of relationships. You know, yeah. it, it, it's all it's all human factors. Yeah. Often it's more human factors because the money's not necessarily there. So you're relying on human drive without payment necessarily. I think they're extremely different. I think where the advantages come in with a band that you might be able to, you know, be a be a bit bit more of a team, then that can get blown out of the water by the fact that you don't communicate so brilliantly and 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 you actually end up not being a team. You know that that, that that's the challenge is is just that you're not able to all pull in the same direction. Yeah. The solo artists in some ways it could be easier because you can make the decisions yourself, but then you don't have other people to bounce off. You know, who do you trust? Then you're putting together the team yourself. Yeah. You know, when you're dealing with the industry, I mean, it, that that team that you're then communicating with, you don't have necessarily people on your side. So I think, I think they're probably equally challenging for different reasons. I think it, it really comes down to who you are as a person. You know, I, I know I know an artist that I worked with for many years. He's just not a band guy at all. Yeah. You know, he needs to be working on his own. It depends. I mean, if you've got lots of skills and you don't need to rely on people, then then you know, often that that means that you're not necessarily up for compromising with people and that kind of thing as well. So. You know, you have to think about that's the other thing that we talk about in, in the book, you know, that there's that compromise aspect and the how do how do you end up working in a team? How do yeah. you end up interacting with with everyone? Yeah. Awesome, man. What I'd like to do now is uh give you a chance to uh plug your book, let people know where they can actually get it. And if they're interested in purchasing a copy or finding out a little bit more, where can they go? Cool. So the website is www.stayingsane.org. So stayingsane.org. Um, all the links to buy the book. I mean, it's available in all the all over the world in you know all the usual download stores. 
in Amazon. And so the physical book, Kindle, audio book, uh, they're all there. So it's on Audible, uh, Kobo, you know, all, all, all the places, Barnes and Noble, all those places. Um, but all the links are on the website to buy the book from those download stores. And then there's videos on the site, like little um, bite-sized videos of little things, little kind of wisdoms, I guess, that I impart. Um, there's audio book samples on the website as well. So you can even dig in. I mean, there's about four or five chapters up there to listen to, to dig into before you think you want to buy it, you know, just to hear what I'm saying and, and think whether it's, it's useful, um, whether, whether, it, whether you connect to it. And then there's podcasts that I've been doing with managers and, and artists to talk about, well, how have you managed it and, and talking about their journeys. And so there's loads of resources up there and that's kind of what I wanted to do, not just the book, but have a whole sort of resource library as well, which is starting to build nicely. So uh, org. That's awesome, man. And can people follow you on social media? Are you active on anything? They can. I'm staying sane in the music game on Facebook, staying sane book on Instagram. I'm really don't not, dig not social media at all, man. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 you know, I say to artists, it's great to promote. It's a great promotion tool. I'm personally pretty done with it, actually. Like, honestly, I, I'm finding it well, much you, better for my mental health. Yeah, I was gonna, I'm I was, hardly on it. I was going to say I'm that. Hard, I'm hardly on it at all. I mean, they're saying, then uh, it might be better. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I mean, I say to artists, you know, you need it. You need you need it. So get in and get out, basically. Put put stuff out there, share it around and then get the, get the hell out of there. And that's kind of what, where I'm at right now is sure, you know, come and visit on there, but actually just go to the website. It's all up there and read the book, you know? No, that's fair enough, man. Thank you so much for joining the podcast, Brett. It's been really good to talk to you. And um, I haven't fully read the whole book yet, but I look forward to digging into it properly. Great. Thanks, Evie. It's great to chat to you, man. You're very welcome, man. It's my pleasure. So this has been uh, Brett LeBoff on Real Talk with Zuby. Details matter, and at OZ Lifestyle Brands, they're all about the details. Their selection of men's accessories balance style with substance and quality and craftsmanship, showcasing both classic and casual designs. They also make shopping the easiest it's ever been for you while leaving plenty of change in your pocket for your next adventure. I highly recommend them. They've got some really dope wallets, watches, t-shirts, Whole bunch of cool stuff there. If you're a man who's looking to style up their game without blowing the bank, I highly recommend OZ Lifestyle Brands. OZ Lifestyle Brands delivers a unique experience to elevate style for men with ultra discerning tastes. OZ is for men who found their calling but don't need to shout about it. So go check out their full range of products at OZLifestyleBrands.com. That is OZLifestyleBrands.com. To get 20% off your entire first order, just use the code ZUBYMUSIC at checkout for 20% off. That's ZUBYMUSIC at checkout for 20% off at OZLifestyleBrands.com. Go check them out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. 
clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.